This is the burger-loving badass Chuck Stone, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're wearing fishnets. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's Wrestle Rave 2. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everless That's Fine podcasts. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email if you so choose to desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, this is a review of AIW's WrestleRave 2. I've already introduced myself, and unlike last week, I have someone with me. We got Charlie Butters. Hey, what's going on? Good old Mr. Dependable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was at the show, but you weren't. No, can't do Thursdays, man. Yeah, with with your schedule, you'd get like maybe probably two hours of sleep. Something like that. Yeah, so I'm lucky I can do it, but it's only because of how far away I am from the venue. It's literally like... Maybe a half hour, if that. So, yeah, easy easy drive for me. I just driving home kind of sucks, but All right. Yeah, um, Russell Rave Two was on IWTV, and that's how you got to watch it. And that's you know, kind of crazy. Think about years ago, before IWTV. Like, if you didn't go to any IW show, you didn't see it till it came out on DVD. And now you can like chill at home and watch it live yeah, as it's, it's happening a, it's a, yeah it's a nice option to have to just be able to i can't make it out there i'll just throw it on lay in bed and watch it thorn does keep threatening that he's gonna stop taping him i don't know after this one i, I don't blame him there was this is very much a house show yeah uh it kind of was it's um like there wasn't a lot of hype going into this one like the next two shows are way bigger and the last Winchester show felt bigger. Maybe it's because there was like a, a big name guest coming in, but I don't know this. I don't, I don't know if I want to say maybe the worst Winchester show. I mean, I did see that uh, being said on online, but I don't know. I won't say it was the worst. I, although of all the ones that I've seen, uh, so this actually just in the last one, it probably, I guess would be the worst of the last two, but, I mean, there was some good stuff on here, but like there was stuff that like continued stories, which if you're going to do, if you're not going to film these anymore, you can't do those because I mean, you can't be lost on 
your yeah. your average viewer that just watches through IWTV. So I think that's that would hurt it if if they wanted to do that. And then also, um, I don't know, man. Just Thursdays is a weird a weird time for like live wrestling. I just I know other companies do it and it's it works. It just I don't know. I mean, it depends on your life and everything, right? Like, I don't prefer wrestling in the middle of the week, but or should I going to a live show in the middle of the week? I mean, that even includes WWE, AEW, anything like that. Like, I've only like I only ever went to SmackDown once. I think was it twice or now? Yeah, I think it was just once. Raw two or three times, which feels a little bit different because it's Monday. But like when in, like Tuesday and everything like that for SmackDown, I don't know. Of course, I did way different schedules back then, too. Like, now, like, I'm not going to do Raw or even Dynamite. Just having to stay up that late and then go home and then turn around and, like, go back to work. All right. Next morning, like, it's not, just not worth it. So, uh, I had the the live version. You had the IWTV version. So, it'd be interesting to see uh, how all this came off for both of us. Let's get into the first match. Started off with Megan Myers versus Alice Crowley making her AIW debut. Um, did you notice with this show as a whole, something that like we haven't talked about uh, off mic or whatever, that it seemed like there was like a debut of some themes. Like granted, bulking season was, I think, a one off. But like this, it was like, I think, a new new theme for Megan Myers and not a couple other people. Yeah, I don't know if those are going to be permanent because, like, they were a lot of people have like rave based themes. Like, uh, we'll get to it here, but there was like the four way had like, except for Chase, like, everybody had like kind of interestingly different themes. So, I don't know. I don't know what they were like really going with there. Um, could be trying to like, you know, just do more of that theme. I don't know. The the, the, the whole rave aspect did not come across uh, until like three matches in. And even then it just wasn't, I don't know. The vibe wasn't there. I don't know what the vibe needs to be for that to come across, but it didn't come across on TV. Um, Meg Myers and Alice Crowley though, uh, you know, starting off with a women's match was an interesting choice. Usually it's something a little bit faster paced. This was pretty decent. Uh, Alice making her debut. Uh, I remember the first time I saw her, she was riding a unicycle in a battle Royal. Um, she's definitely come a long way since then. Um, she's definitely like bigger and more built like a wrestler, uh, in a good way. Um, definitely looks like a pro wrestler. Um, just really like look like she towered over Megan Myers, uh, and everything on TV. So, I mean, she definitely has a look. So, have we seen Alice Crowley before, like in person? Black Label Pro. Who did she go up against? She was in a battle royal. Oh, she yeah. She rode a unicycle. Oh, that's right. I I don't know if we saw her in person when she rode the unicycle, but I, she was definitely there other times. Um, I know at least the one time during COVID, she was there as ring crew wiping down the ring. Mm hmm. Um,. Can't remember if we were there live for the unicycle thing or not. I want to say no. I want to say that was after the first Black Label Pro show we went to. It was the next one. I think it, it had like the Dan Housen McScramble or whatever in it. So Dan Housen. Uh, I thought the second one we went to was Slamilton. Uh, the second one we did go to was Slamilton, but this I think that was they had like the 
the one after the one we went to might have had her in the Battle Royal. But I remember seeing her in Black Label Pro first, so. How many times have we been to Black Label Pro? I'm really black. I thought it was like three, but was it four? Um, We went once during COVID. Uh-huh. That's the, the one that I like. I know there's that. There's Dropkicks and Dragons or Slamilton. And was there another one? Was Slamilton the one that we were there early for? That we literally sat over in the corner during the seminar? I believe so. And that's the one where Dan Housen showed up as a surprise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that was it. Because I went to two shows, uh, the Turbo Graps. I went to those with uh, Orange. Okay. So Alex Crowley is like someone who's, you know, been around. Yeah, she's a name on the in like uh, Indiana and in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised if the first two matches were placed where they were. Potentially so, I'm guessing there's probably an Indiana car that left probably at intermission. Because I, th- I think uh, Original Sin or whatever, mm-hmm. they I think, that, I think they might have been on intermission, but I don't remember anything after that. They're definitely Midwest kids from seeing here. They've done like Mouse's show and stuff like that. So they're definitely from that new wave pro. That kind of stuff. So there, there's probably a carload of them. So them too, Alice. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the only one people that be coming from that direction. Yeah, there might have been a fourth, but they didn't get a spot on the card or something. So you oh, know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Uh, overall, I thought it was fine. Nothing I, super great, super special, or anything. It was it was an okay opener. I, I wouldn't have gone with it as an opener, but it was fine. I feel like Megan Myers is getting a little more popular in AIW because. When she came out, I, f- I felt like there was kind of a, a nice pop for her. Uh, well, she's making herself basically, I mean, this is two shows now that she's been on at the Winchester. She's won both. So, I mean, they're kind of building her at the Winchester, um, that kind of thing. So, I mean. So she's on a Winchester tear? Uh, I think you got to have three wins for that to be a tear. Well, it's, it's, it's just uh, not, not there yet. Yeah, the thing that I, lo- I love about, you know, Winchester shows is you – you get kind of matches like this where you do have the de- debut of Alice Crowley, but you also have Megan Myers, you know, kind of getting worked in a little bit more, you know, you know, like Jocelyn was there, but not used on the show. And that's not a complaint or anything. It's just saying like, it's giving other, other wrestlers time. And yeah. There's like, there's a lot of people I feel like we're not going to see on Winchester shows anymore because they are main show talent. Jocelyn being one of them. Um, there's probably a couple others that'll get to the point where they're not going to be on the secondary show, um, much longer. So I, I would say that they're not always going to be on, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you have the wrestlers that almost have a guaranteed spot on Odeon shows and Akron shows, but maybe they, you know, they get a match against somebody at, uh, at the Winchester, like maybe not obviously not like a high profile match, but just like a match. Like who can I like pull up on this card where it's uh you could see them in on a big show, but you could also see them on a. I was gonna say Dom, but when you know Dom is like a big part of of the show, booking these shows, like I can understand. Uh, Chase. Let's say Chase. Chase. I think when he's available, almost has a guaranteed spot on other shows, but like he could show up at the Odeon, at the uh, the Winchester, like this show or not. Cause I don't, I don't think he was on the card for ether. Mm. I mean, I can easily look it up if you start talking. I honestly think 
I don't know. There's like I said, there's a lot of talent that they're going to mix and match with like being on the shows. Like obviously the production they've been on the last two, but they also are always on the main cards. So like it just varies. Like sometimes we'll see um, people and sometimes we won't, but like there's, there's some people that like just have that permanent spot on the main card. They don't need to work these shows. Like eventually Broner just won't need to work these shows. He'll, he'll, he'll be a main level talent. Like guys like, um, what we saw in the main event. I mean, technically, we you know Wes and Bishop don't need to work these at all. And like having them there, I mean, add some legitimacy to the main event after like everything that kind of went down. So they, they tried to save like the safe face at the end of the show. But, um, I mean, that's two main event guys right there. So like really, they don't need to be on these shows. Like that'd be like having CM Punk on, uh, AEW dark. Like there's, there's no reason for him to be on dark. Yeah, it looks like Chase Oliver was not on Ether. Yeah, he probably just wasn't free. Yeah, so he was busy working on uh on ten count. Coming soon. Ish. I don't know. We're we're getting closer to a, a year of it being filmed. I don't know. Eventually, someday. I get why. I can't really complain. It's it's a running joke at this point between a handful of us that were that filmed it, so <laughs> it was uh Megan Myers getting the win via pinfall. Yeah, roll up. And there was them interacting with the ref in this match. I want to keep tally of this because whoever agented all these matches paid zero attention to letting them work and deal with the ref because damn near every match they fucked with the ref, made the ref look stupid in every single match, uh, did something to distract the ref in every match, had low blows in damn near every, every match, it was sloppy. It was, it was, and then you go into the second half and it starts to pick itself up and it's like, all right, we're doing this. And then you get two DQs back to back. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like it really left a, a really bitter taste. Like there was a lot of bullshit in this show that just did not make sense. I don't know what was going on, but it just did not make sense. All right, let's move on to the next match. Next up was i to double check if I got their name right. Original, yeah, Original Sins. I want to say Original Sin, but Original Sins versus members only. And um, this was like a, a very nice showcase for members only. Yeah, like Original Sins came out the knock a few buck and like were not dressed like they were there to wrestle. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like they, they picked some real slack ass guys for these guys to, to face. Uh, but original sins really showed up and, uh, showed out like they had some really cool stuff in the match. Uh, they actually impressed the hell out of the group I was watching the show with, uh, members only had some good stuff. Uh, there was only like one kind of mix up, uh, commentary covered good for it though. And, uh, I thought it was, you know, I, I kind of figured it was, it was a foregone conclusion. We we're going to get the, the first members only win here. And, uh, we did, which was awesome. Congrats to them. Uh, can't wait to see more of them. This was their first win. Yes, I did. I did not realize that. Yeah, I don't really have uh, much else to add. Um, oh yeah, there was a kind of drop my brain for a second. You gotta remember too, like this match was actually originally members only versus the Von Englands. Was it? Yeah, uh, that's the graphic that was uh, released on Patreon and on the AIW podcast last week. Dom talks about it. And then there was, there was just like a scheduling conflict with uh, Von England's. 
Uh, see, I didn't even listen to the, 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 the AIW cards going to change podcast that week. I new schedules got me all out of whack. I haven't listened to very much of anything. Like it's, I'm very busy all day. So I don't even like, if it doesn't, it's not there the first thing in the morning when I get up, it's probably not going to be listened to. And then I've had a bad tooth in my, the back of my mouth and barely got any sleep for like three days. And it was just a whole big thing. It was, it was last week was miserable. Let's put it that way. And, uh, things are much better. Uh, went to the dentist, got some medication We're we're, we're back on track, but, uh, yeah, I didn't listen and I need to, and I'm, it's kind of makes me mad. I didn't, uh, listen. So, yeah, like I originally thought this was going to be the Von England's. And then when the graphic was released, like regularly through all the AIW social media, I saw there was a change. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck happened? Yeah, the members only uh, picked up the win. Let's move on to the next one. Next up, we had Eddie Only versus TKD. And uh, it's nice to have Eddie Only back in AIW. Uh, still kind of weird. We're not going to get an explanation of why he's not with the production anymore. Just totally forget that. But. I don't know that kind of happens in yep, it. They, they don't need them. It's fine. Maybe eventually we will, but oh, we, don't, well, we don't need that story just yet. I wouldn't say not needing them. It just, I don't know. You're there. You're not. I mean, th- this kind of has happened in AIW where wrestles are together and then they're not. And then there's sometimes there's no explanation for it. Well, there was no explanation for how TKD got fueled goal kicked in the balls and two seconds later was fine. So. Um, if we could figure that one out for me, because unless I missed him pulling out a cup and being like, ha ha, I outsmarted you. Uh, he definitely no sold the fuck out of getting kicked right in the balls by Eddie only like field goal kicked. So like he literally went down to one knee and then two seconds later got up and did a kick. And I'm like, is, is his dick invincible? Uh, what's going on here? It was not great. Maybe he didn't get all of it. Oh no, he got all of it. There was there was like a field goal kick, man. Like he right through the uprights on him. Uh, also, um, I, I will give bonus points for Eddie only wearing a pink thong and humping <laughs> the air, flopping his penis at everybody in the crowd, uh, even though there was children in the crowd. Okay, like if there are you know people bringing children, which there was like some pretty young children in this fucking crowd. I mean that's. That's not AIW's fault. Let's face it. This AIW is, you know, at best, you know, teenage and right. above. Like, I don't, I don't blame. I mean, like, I don't know if I would have kept that in after seeing that there was kids in the crowd, but it is what it is. Uh, also, during this match was like probably the most we saw of like it being a rave because there was the glow necklaces being tossed in the <laughs> ring, which was really funny considering we just had a massive discourse on wrestling Twitter about not throwing shit at the ring. And then that happened. And I was like, Oh, so we can just do that here now. Like, did we not learn anything from anywhere else? Uh, I get that, you know, it was just those and I'm hoping somebody recollected those and then resold them to everybody. Oh, they weren't sold. Uh, they weren't, they sold. weren't sold. They were just handed out. Yeah. They were, they, they, so were, they yeah. could have made some money there. They could have, re- they could have got them and like, well, these were used in the ring. So now you can sell them for like five bucks a piece. Yeah. They were, I think they might have handed some out before the show because I got there like 20 minutes before doors opened, maybe, maybe even uh, less than that. And then when I, but when I got in, like there was stuff on everybody's chairs uh, okay. and they were all like different. I spent, I spent time before the show, like re- redoing mine because it was in like 
don't know how to explain it. It was because it was like multiple glow sticks, uh, like connected together, almost like I would say like a, like a, a sun. And then like I just did some different things to it. I don't know. I'm disappointed. I heard there wasn't a tab of ecstasy on everybody's chair. Um, I'm blaming PVD for not like stepping up and doing that. What the fuck, Ed? Like that's you had one thing to do. I mean, you're going to show up there in fishnets and glitter, but you're not going to give everybody ecstasy uh, to party at the rave. What the hell? I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, he showed up a little late. I mean, a little late as in like after some t- a point after when doors are open. I mean, there was four members there. I'm sure one of them could have gotten the ecstasy and made sure that everybody had a tab on their well on their chair. Well, one of them get, definitely gets there early. <laughs> Maybe when the doors are not open yet. Mm-hmm. And nobody's sitting in chairs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this match. Uh, what are your thoughts on this match? Uh, th- uh, there was uh, Eddie Only's bald spot being talked about. <laughs> which... I don't know. I don't, I don't say I take offense to, but I know I got a bald spot now too. But the thing like that, I think this with this match is definitely where I noticed by me. Cause I was like in that corner by the door. Mm-hmm. So where there was a lot of like standing room around me. Um, I think people were just like coming into the show from the bar, like probably paid a mission. Cause it was how these girls around me were like yelling at, like things that they were saying, I should say. First, it was one of their birthdays. Uh, one girl kept like taking like selfies, like every like group selfies every so many minutes. And uh, yeah, they were definitely like yelling weird shit. And I know it was right around Luckily, this match. That did not come across on TV at all that I can remember. So, oh no, well, because I mean, it wasn't like the whole crowd, but like that's when I noticed like this is that's probably like a big benefit of shows like this of like people are going to be uh come off the street more because they're like oh i'm, I'm going to go to the winchester oh there's something going on back there okay how much is it i'm going to go watch this show because it was definitely like people who never really heard of aw but it was like oh it's the one girl's birthday in their group and they're going to do stuff so it's like oh we're going to go do this mm-hmm. i like the thing about eddie only it seems like since he's come back to AW is there's, there's this like a little slice of Tracy Smothers now with him mm-hmm. and it's great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Eddie is awesome. I love having Eddie back. Um, you know, it's, it's cool to see him back and it gives me hope that we'll see, uh, other people, um, back too. So I will say, um, I was actually surprised TKD didn't win. I was expecting a big win from him. Well, there was more shenanigans, so, you know, okay. Going about the shenanigans. No, I'm just saying there's just more shenanigans. I thought like thought you're gonna have more to like tally and like men be Nope. I I've 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 poo-pooed on the match enough. <laughs> I mean it was what it was. Like I I know that there was the, the people that uh, I, I was watching the show with kind of said that like TKD seemed like it was great that he has found himself and that he, you know, has completely gone away from what he was before. And I agree with that. Um, and you know, he had that match with Effie and I felt like everything flowed so well for him, uh, being in there with Effie and Effie kind of like, you know, really just helping him with, with all that kind of stuff. But I feel like TKD is still just real slow in getting his offense off and it just kind of looks like super choreographed. I don't know. Yeah. It's still, that still bothers me. Um, but he's, I mean, it's good. You know, hopefully it's just something he's still got to work on. 
I don't know how often he's in the ring, how often he's wrestling, that kind of thing. So, you know, it might take longer because he's not get training and, and wrestling every week. Maybe it's, you know, only on these shows. I don't know. So. And when he seems to be somebody who's, you know, building a career outside of wrestling. Right. That was talked about uh, on the AIW podcast, too, of him because passing the, I don't know if it's passing or just, he's a flight attendant now. So that obviously, you know, has a certain way that that career goes. It's not necessarily a regular job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to, it's, this is not the, the perfect comparison, but it's a little bit like uh, Gary, the King baller. Like we, we don't see him around anymore because dude became a fucking lawyer. I, st- I, st- I would love for a random Gary, the King baller fucking, uh, appearance like he's definitely one that you know he comes out during gauntlet you know there's going to be a pop from a certain section of the aw crowd that remembered him right but i i will agree about you know it, it does seem like he is he's figuring a lot of stuff out right now and it's it's definitely gonna take time but it seems to be positive steps in the right direction it's just not not the final product right all right let's move on to the next match the Weirdster, Evan Ambrose versus Casey Carrington the third, according to IWTV. <laughs> but actually, Casey Carrington the fourth. I actually really like this match. The, the styles kind of meshed well, and they had a, a real fun match. I liked I liked this match a lot. I mean, this is the this was the first match of the night that had some story involved with it. Like, granted, it's mm-hmm. not a one on one story, but it's everything coming on with Casey Carrington and Brian Carson. Right. But it didn't even really feel like it, it needed that. Like it was there, but like this match just on its own merit was really good. Like I really enjoyed this yeah. match. Weirdster is definitely a little under appreciated in AIW. I feel like just like, cause obviously like I know he's well loved, but I think when people talk about a lot of wrestlers, like I don't, I don't think he gets like the props he deserves like for, you know, his size and everything. Like, I love a, a fucking weirdster match. That's yeah, unfortunate, but it's probably just like one of those things that just kind of. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, how you know shit's gonna roll, but yeah, Evan Ambrose is awesome, and uh, I enjoy his matches. And uh, he tried to win one for Butters, but you know, didn't work out that way, unfortunately. But you know, he uh, he's a good dude. Weirdster was on a tear. I, I mentioned it in the preview. I pulled up his cage match and. Like, he hadn't lost at the Winchester since coming back. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you know, unfortunately he did lose here, but, um, you know, keep building, and uh, maybe eventually we'll see him back on the main roster, uh, the main show doing something. Got to give a lot of credit to uh, Casey Carrington in this match that, I mean, you talked about earlier about how, you know, TKD got kicked right in the nuts and, you know, got up a couple seconds later. Mm-hmm. Fucking Casey Carrington low-blowed the weirdster. And that had to hurt his arm, but you know he he managed to make it look like nothing happened. I'm, I'm it's real commendable. Yeah, yeah. Because I I think if you hit a hog of that size, like you know you're gonna be in a cast like the next day, right? I mean, from what I've heard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, uh, distraction from Carson. Casey Carrington gets a low blow, uh, and then uh, you know pins. Pin them for the win. And then I really liked 
let's redu- the transition that happened here because then you get well, you have Casey Carrington and Brian Carson beating up on the weirdster, and you know, out comes Dom for the save, and then it's like, all right, you know, you're out here, I'm out here, let's get this going. So then we go into Brian Carson versus Dominic Greeny. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I thought you know Dom would uh, just steamroll brian and and move along but uh there was a little bit back and forth here thoughts on the match i thought it was fine uh i i I sort of thought that brian got a little bit too much offense against dom but i mean it is what it is dom you know uh had a really great uh finishing sequence there and i really enjoyed that i think that kind of outweighed everything and uh got a big uh pop for me uh to to catch brian in the from the rko into the choke and uh, those good stuff I enjoy Dom's matches, so, you know, rarely a complaint other than I think Brian Carson lasted too long against Dom, but got to make him look somewhat formidable, I guess, you know. Oh, yeah. Completely bury the poor guy, even though he is a Bret Hart fan. Listen, there's nothing wrong with Bret Hart. No, there's not. Phil from Chicago is a, is a, is a Bret Hart fan, too. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's, <laughs> he's a, he would give up his career now for Bret Hart to have more career time, so, you know. But, I mean, with this feud going on and who knows where you know where this is going to end exactly but can't have just fucking dom just steamroll carson no uh well i mean i don't know like the way that they put the exclamation point on uh putting ethan Wright out of action i could kind of see him like this not being a real big hill for him i mean yeah the match was only like seven minutes but like still that maybe four minutes too long in my opinion i think dom would have caught him a little bit quicker um I can't remember if Casey was interfering in this. Maybe that's why it lasted as long as it did. But I mean, that might have been a better. I don't know. I can't. I really can't remember just very many specifics at this point. Now that you know, this is what four days removed from the show. So, yeah. but I mean, if maybe that was going on, I could kind of buy Dom not uh, that, or if maybe Dom was toying with him a little bit more. But Ryan got a lot of offense in, so uh, it is what it is. Uh, I hope, like, what I'd like to see, like, I don't want this. I know the feud's coming to an end soon. I don't know exactly which show we're going to get Dom and Casey uh, to final, you know, end this feud. But I kind of want to see them do like a pick your poison, maybe, uh, to like maybe finish this at the Odeon or if we're going to finish this at uh, Akron. I don't know. Um, but I'd kind of like to see like a pick your poison at Akron where Dom picks Casey, uh, an opponent for Casey. Casey picks an opponent for Dom. I think that could be kind of fun to get us to the Odeon show and maybe finish it there. Or I don't know when, when they plan on finishing it, but that'd be kind of interesting. It'd be an interesting idea to kind of see this keep going. But if not, you know, it's it's been a fun ride. And uh, I maybe, maybe enjoy Casey Carrington just, just a little bit now. So who would you like to see those opponents be in a pick your poison? Hmm. Um... I think Casey would be overly optimistic and he would pick um, Dom's buddy and tag partner, Filthy Tom, yeah. for Dom to face. That's what I thought, too. And I think Dom would pick... I don't know who Dom would pick for Casey. I think really anybody that he picked for Casey would be a, a relatively decent challenge. Um, maybe Dom picks Broner. Dude, I, I, King. dude <laughs> you fucking read my mind. I was like, dude, come on. Come on. <laughs> Like, if you're going to go, like, how it's going to go of, uh, all right, you know, fucking uh, Casey's going to pick 
a, like a great opponent, you know, and a friend. So it's like, aha, you, you know, this is who you got to go against. And it's like, all right, you know, that, that's who you pick for me. So, uh, yeah, you got Broner. <laughs> oh, <Right>. my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Like that'd be a fun little thing you could do, um, to kind of keep this going and maybe give the, the feud a little bit more life. I know the life got sucked out of it after they kind of just ended Ethan. So I feel like there's still some life there. I think that this can go on a little bit longer. I'd like to see it go on a little bit longer and just, you could stretch it with some of that stuff. Um, but you know, not my clowns, not my circus. So we'll see what happens here. They'll, they'll tell their movie they want to tell or whatever they say constantly that I now roll my eyes at, but we're, we're telling, we're making movies. Sure. And I'm buying tickets. So it's, it's like, it must be working, I guess. Right. Man, Casey Carrington versus Isaiah Broner. That's got to happen, right? <laughs> uh, that'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next match. Or did I, uh, no, we actually didn't say who won. Uh, Dominic Greeny made Brian Carson tap, which I, if I'm correct, it was that RKO turned into a choke, which was fucking awesome. Yes. Yes. It's a great sequence. I, I, it popped me big when it happened. I was like, oh, dude, that was dope. Well, then we went into intermission and we came back. Next match was, and this is kind of how it goes. I don't want to say it's predictable because it's definitely not. But a lot of shows, I swear, like the match coming back from intermission is always the four-way. When's the last time we had I mean, like a six-person I, scramble? I mean, four-ways, I mean, if they're not doing a six-way scramble, a four-way is always a great way to come back because you're going to get lots of crazy spots. You're going to get lots of action right off the rip. It's going to get people back into the action quickly. It's a smart move. Like I don't blame them. Like I'd rather have that than like a one-on-one match. That's like, you know, tech wrestling or something. Like I really feel like watching a lot of uh, other indie wrestling companies. Like I've had some time to watch some other stuff. If they don't book it right. Like I am zoned out by the second half. Like if you don't come back with the right match for that second half, I'm not paying attention to the rest of the card. Probably. If I, if I'm waiting for a specific person, I'll sit through the rest, but I'm not, I'm on my phone the whole time. So it's very important to come back with something that's going to grab the attention, get you back into the action and keep it flowing. AIW is usually really good about coming up and, and making sure that, uh, that it hits really quick off of that. Um, this was no different. I mean, I felt like this coming back with this match, like I know the IWTV guide Twitter said like, this was like a big upset. But it really wasn't. Like, if you look at who's in this match, you got Chase Oliver, you got Dan Champion, you got Lucky 13 making his return, Dan Champion making his debut, and you got Riley Rose, who shaved the baby bird off the top of his head. <laughs> uh, you know, which is great. He looks awesome. So you have these guys, and like Lucky 13 impressed the fuck out of me. Like, I would love to see Lucky 13 uh show up more on these shows like he was awesome in this match he he really was the glue that made this match work in my opinion um chase and and riley had their things and then dan champion very very much just reminded me of an illegitimate child of the duke um (laughs) which i cannot unsee at this point so like i really wanted to be like somebody ask the duke if that's his you know if he if he had a run-in with somebody in upstate pa because Dan Champion looks like he could be an illegitimate kid of the Duke. So it it must be something about having the first name Dan. I mean, maybe. Yeah. It's something, something, something's going on. I mean, they all like the Duke and then they all name their kid Dan afterwards, so. <laughs> but something, something in the water. Uh, 
this, I mean, this, this match was a lot of fun. Like this is how you get everybody back into it. And, um, my boy chase, you know, doing his thing. And I absolutely did not feel like an upset. Like that was, this was his match to lose in my opinion. And he, he fucking did his thing and got it done. So, I mean, since chase has come back, he's no pun intended. Cause you're here. He's you know kind of been on a tear. I don't think he's, he's got a perfect record. I think he has lost like one match maybe yeah like yeah he's he's been doing really well and he very much is is in the hunt for a a championship match at some point uh when we get things sorted so uh, I think he's definitely putting a stamp on hey I'm I'm here this is what's going on and uh I need some gold around my waist so be on the lookout for him He he could shock the world so yeah uh I like everything you said. Like everybody had like great spots. The thing that I do love when uh, uh, Lucky Thirteen came out, Ed was right beside me. We were talking like at intermission, and he was cheering for Lucky Thirteen. And Lucky was just basically like, "No, fucking boo me," and not like calmly like I just said, and fucking yelling at him <laughs> until fucking Ed was like, "No, nah, boo, fuck you." <laughs> I thought it was great. I do love uh, Dan Champion. You know, there, there's there's just been a lot of those wrestlers that have come from you know, Eastern Pennsylvania that have come over here and has done awesome. And I'd, I'd like to see more of him here, whether it be, you know, a, a Winchester show, an Akron show, or, you know, even Odeon. Like he was a fun dude just to, to, to watch in the ring. Mm-hmm. And maybe next, maybe next time he comes, you know, he'll have a, you know, you know, Joe supposed to in the car, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Oh, that, or, you know, we might make our way uh, over to PA in June. No, the, the the hashtag is to get Joe Sposto. Oh well, that's going to happen still. But, yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna make our way out there too. So you know we got we got wrestling trips planned, sir. I'm still pissed. I had one planned, and I had to fucking cancel it. Me and my wife we were gonna go, go go to Dropkick Depression, and I found I realized that I had committed for a I think it's a surprise birthday party for some friends. Oh, and it's like son of a bitch. Cause I was going to go all the way out there and probably drive most, if not all the way back. And like Nyla Rose was going to be there and I knew I could probably go buy a figure and have it signed. And I was literally just at my Walmart or not, not at my Walmart. I was at a, one of my local ones though. And they had like two. It was the only AW figures that had two on the fucking pegs. And I was like, you son of a bitch. And like so many wrestlers that I've not yet to, cause I think it's an all women show. Like, uh, so many that I want to meet were there, but I mean, booked for it. Fucking now nah, I can't go. I have to like, wait, hopefully go to the next one. Yeah. There was a lot of good names on the Dita surreal was going to be there. I was going to be jealous. Cause I had a feeling you were talking about going to that. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And I, need that, to, I need to see the surreal this year. She's one, she's like one of the big ones on my list. I need to see. Well, there is the, the show that you sent me. There is. And, uh, I'm still very interested in those. So, well, with that one, which just peel back the curtain, just so people are in the dark, uh, enjoy wrestling. I'm curious. Why did, why did you send that to me? Who, who on there would make me want to go? I don't know. Honestly, I mean, violence is forever's on there, but like a hundred percent to me, I just felt like we've talked about going to enjoy and it's a random Saturday that I know there really isn't much else. And I, I didn't know if it would conflict with anything, but like, it just felt like we've talked about going to enjoy. So I was going to keep sharing enjoy like posters with you of shows until eventually you decided you want to go to one. And, um, cause like they keep having a really great roster every single time. So I'm just like, 
I'm going to, they keep getting Ian Surreal on there. So I'm going to see her there. I'm, there's other people there that I want to see. I'm going to get to see them there. Plus if like the productions there, I'm going to get to see them there. It's awesome. You know, I get to see them at AIW. So like they keep bringing in all that talent from like Eastern PA that I don't get to see at AIW or anywhere else local. And it's like, it really makes me want to go to those shows. Plus like I've heard really great things about their management there uh, and how they kind of do their stuff. And like, I really, really uh, have enjoyed the shows that I've seen from them and the things I've seen from them. So why did you think I sent that to you? I mean, I just thought you sent it for whatever reason, but there was one person on there that I didn't notice at first till I like went to the bottom and actually like read through, uh, read through all the names. Let me pull it up and see if I can uh, figure it out. Okay. Um, Cause I mean, violence is really going to be there. It's like, all right, cool. I mean, Mike Bailey. Yep. That's, yeah, the that's one. what I thought. Uh, well, yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, Lee Moriarty is going to be there. Erica Lee is going to be there. I like her. Edith Surreal. Trisha Dora is going to be there. I love her. Um, Violence is Forever. Kings of the District. I like them. Alec Price is going to be there. I've seen a bunch of him, and he's fucking amazing. Rip City Shooters are going to be there. Ziggy and Derek. Like, a lot, a lot of talent is going to be on this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, But Trisha Dora and Edith Surreal are two I really, 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 A, want to have an interview with and B want to fucking meet in person. So I really, really enjoyed their, uh, the life of that they did on IWTV and, uh, I really want to meet them. So I still haven't watched that. I stopped watching right when hers came out. Not like against it. It was just like timing wise. Cause like there's been, I think a, a few more that I've definitely like Lee's had one and a bunch of other people. And it's just like, I've not sat down to watch IWTV like that. Yeah, I think I've only watched Lee's, Trish's, and um, Edith's. <laughs> Those oh. are the three I really wanted to see. I've, and I, there's, I know there's other ones. Like, I know uh, Cannonball did one. I need to watch that one because he was the first one, and I heard it was really good. Yeah. Uh, and there's some other people that have done them. Like, I know John Wayne Murdoch did one that was supposed to be really good, so I need to watch those. So Jeff was the uh, second one. Maybe this week I will uh, watch those. Jeff Cannonball was the second one. Oh, he was the second one? I thought he was the first. No. Uh, very good professional wrestler was first, I believe. Oh, you're right. You're right. He was. Yeah. Because You I, are correct, sir. Because I watched that one to like learn more about him because I'm like somewhat interested in him, in him. And then Cannonball was next. So like literally like me and Amanda sat down to watch that together. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I know I wanted to watch Edith Surreal, Lee Moriarty, Tristora. Maybe there's some other people there too where just because it's, it's just interesting to see what like their lives are like. I mean, Jeff Cannonball is probably might be my favorite just because I feel like I identify a lot with him on certain mm-hmm. things. Like, I mean, we have some like interests that are different, but like, like our personalities are very similar sometimes. Yeah. Trish and Edith were like super open, which was like really eye opening to see like certain aspects of their life um, that you wouldn't expect. And then like Lee was more closed off, more private with stuff, but he still had some really fun stuff in his, but uh, you could definitely tell he was uh, much more like private with his stuff. But um, Edith and Trish really like let you in and let you see like everyday struggle stuff. And like, you know, it it was really uh, eye opening in both cases and uh, really made me have a new respect for both of them. So, and we totally went away from this match. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> circle back around uh we talk about earlier about you know new theme music i think riley rose had one that wasn't uh uh 
rave based, techno based. I think his was kind of like an Irish thing. Riley, dude, we've put like two of your musics in, in the list. Pick a fucking theme. That's why I said nobody. You're nobody's favorite wrestler except for one person. Well, Jay Golds. So well, now you got you got to figure. You, you keep changing your music. I'm not going to know who you are every time you come out. Stop it. I'm just kidding. I love you, but seriously, stop it. That is a problem with the list of like, not necessarily him. But like other people, like they'll have a theme for like one show and we think like, oh, this is going to be it. And like, they never go back to it. Like, I so think maybe we need to go like, just update like once every six months or like, <laughs> uh, they've, they've come out with the theme like three times. Okay. Yeah, then, 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 roll three, three times and then they can have it. <laughs> Cause like the rip city shooters came out to a different version of sabotage. And we thought like, oh, like they're, they're going to change it. No, they went back to fucking the regular version. Right. Um, Pretty Boy Smooth came out to KRS One at one show, never went back to it. Right, uh, like it's one thing if like somebody has a theme for a while and then they change it. Like I'm fine with keeping that on the list because it's like yeah, they, you know they were around. That theme was something for a while, not like one show. Because sometimes like I'll listen to the list, like especially that's kind of like my uh, get hype before a show playlist that I'll play like as I'm driving to the show and I'll get to someone's theme and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Cause maybe they did it once. Right. Uh, but yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> it was a, it was a fun match all around. Great to come back to intermission with it. Um, I think the two big points to come out from it is number one. Uh, I hope Dan champion comes back and I, I think a lot of us do. And, uh, chase Oliver continues to kill it. No pressure. And uh, it was chase. I'm uh, speaking of the two that we mentioned, uh, chase Oliver pinning Dan champion for the win. Yeah. Death Valley driver in the corner. Yeah, I'm terrible at fucking move names. I know. That's why I, if I remember it, I'll throw it in. It's all good. All right, let's uh, move on to the next one. Uh, this team did not have a techno version of their theme, uh, unfortunately. Uh, 9 to 5 versus the production. 9 to 5, the current right to censor of AIW <laughs> against the dirtiest, grittiest tag team possible to face. Uh, who they would absolutely try to censor or try to lure uh, Ziggy Heim away from her uh, dirty job as the leading lady of the production uh, to become a secretary. Yeah. A uh, is that what is going to be a secretary or you know I think administrative assistant. Now. Yes, administrative assistant. Uh, getting them coffee and such. Uh, but no such luck for them. Uh, the production. Whoops, some ass. Uh, this is a good back and forth match. And then they got to hit that super duper awesome finish, which I am now calling the grindhouse. Although I have also heard it called the real to real. So I don't know what everybody's choosing on uh, the name of the finish. I personally like mine because I came up with it, but real to real is pretty cool too. So I'm sure we'll, we'll find out the official name eventually, but uh, they hit that just fucking sweet. Um, Anytime we get to see that is, is a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I spoke with Ziggy after the show and mm-hmm. she told me that like she had to close her eyes like through the whole thing, the move or the match. <laughs> yes. The whole match. She basically did it blindfolded. Yeah. The, the move, the real to real. I mean, it's, it's totally possible. She did. I don't know. I mean, there, there were some moments like, she was supposed to spit some coffee and some faces and somehow she just like spit it on his shoes. I don't know what happened there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a joke there. I'm just not going to do it. Um, 
this is kind of uh, what I expect from nine to five. He, was it was it the joke that people pay for that kind of thing? No, I'm not going to repeat. I'm not going to repeat what the joke is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not to mention, I didn't say it, but like it said in my head. Anyway, <sighs> nine to five is like the tag team. Like I expect to lose every time. Like they're going to they're going to get booed, which is great. I think they will pull some surprise wins out here and there, but not against production. Not right now. It's it's fun to see uh, more of. Uh, Derek and Ziggy together and not just Derek with Ziggy. Right. Well, that's why I think on these shows, you get to see them together instead of Derek individual. Like, yeah, the last show he was an individual, but the ones before that, uh, he was a tag team. So they were a tag team uh, the last time when they faced members only. So, and that, that new ring jacket from Ziggy uh, recently, I don't know if it was just, a, it, it's a recent development for her. Or something like she's just like bringing to the light of like she loves Barbies. So she uh, has like, I think it's something she's starting out to bring the light, but it's kind of been there in the f- background for a while. Yeah. So yeah, she had a uh, Ziggy Heim and the Barbie font. So, so bring uh Ziggy Barbie stuff at shows. Are you telling me or other people? No, other people, or, you know, <laughs> C4 is one or the other. I did, not, I did not bring her C4, but she did post a picture on Twitter of a different monster juice and, I have not seen that one yet. Yeah, I saw that. I had a energy energy drink for the first time. A couple, what was it? Was it the last? Yeah, the last Odeon show. I had a blueberry uh, Red Bull. Because okay. I hadn't had one in a while, and I really wanted one. And it was really good. I've been in more of a kick of, I've definitely been trying to definitely do more like zero sugar, or like less calorie shit. There's a, whatever the name for the, like the white can monster, like that line of monsters, mm-hmm. uh, there's a gold can. And I actually, I accidentally bought it like a couple of weeks ago. Like I meant to grab another purple. And when I looked down, I was like, Oh, I maybe mean, I think I noticed whenever I was checking out, I was like, Oh fuck it. I'll, I'll get it. And I like waited to drink it. Then one day it came down like that can. I'm like, fine, I'll fucking drink it. It's kind of like a pineapple and it's really fucking good. <laughs> hmm. But I've been most like mostly those uh, the uh, two rains that I really like the orange creamsicle and white gummy. Those are both fucking good. I think that's basically been it. Yeah. Yeah. That line's the sugar free and then like they're ultra. They call them ultras. Ultra. Yeah. I always forget like what it was. I kept wanting to say absolute and I'm like, no, it's not. It's not absolute. Ultra. <laughs> yep. Ultra. The ultra blue is excellent. Ultra violet's okay. Ultra paradise is the green. It's all right. Ultra Fiesta is not great. Ultra Zero Ultra is the white one. It's okay. There's uh, they got rid Ultra of some. So it's good. The yeah, I love orange. That's like because I'll drink Ultra drink- Sunrise is amazing. Yeah, it was my go-to for a long time. That and Ultra Blue were my like were my one and twos for a long time. I don't know if they have Ultra Blue anymore. Uh, usually you can find it at Walmart. That was the only place I ever like usually find it. I haven't seen it in a while. It's possible they got rid of it. I always called it the Heisenberg because it was like yeah. uh, the crystal blue. I used to buy them all the time. And oh. then I just got into that other flavor and I would buy the the, the uh, mango loco and I would buy those. Yeah, because like, that's the thing with I'm out. That's the thing with Monster or like a lot of companies where they'll have a flavor for a while and then they just get rid of it. Like there's two in particular that I loved from Monster and they got rid of them number one was they they actually had a well they have the the juice line now but there used to be a punch line i believe it was Mm -hmm. 
and the grape one was really fucking good and it was like hands down my favorite and then when they started the the ultraviolet one they got rid of it and i was pissed and then there was like a there was a punch version that basically got like an actual like punch punch it got replaced because of pipeline punch and then um chaos was one of my favorites too and they replaced it with chaotic i think it's called and it's like kind of the same but you can tell like there's like it's like they added an ingredient changed the name and got rid of the the name yeah just gone out of nowhere so like i think the blues are gone because i'd kind of notice like i don't see the, i don't see the red anymore the regular red and i don't think i see the blue anymore i maybe there's a blue out there i'm just not remembering but i know i know i think the red is gone because they have all these new ultras out i don't blame it though the red wasn't that great yeah i don't I've, i know i had it i just can't remember anyway anyway the production uh kind of as expected uh it was both ziggy and Derek pinning lewis linden for the win yep uh, let's move on to the next one oh, i was i was so sad with this match uh, <laughs> not me personally but it was bobby orlando versus isaiah broner now there's a part of this show that i i forgot to mention and it's it's so cool to see like i was sitting beside uh Stacy and Pam and Trombetta, like we were, we were kind of like how it's been lately, like at a corner, mm-hmm. like, which on a side note, I'm getting tired of fucking sitting at the corner, but I kind of chose to with the limited seating there was at the, that, not the Odin, but the, the Winchester where that was going to be the best fit for me. Cause I hate like having to go back and forth, like in these fucking aisles or these mm-hmm. rows of chairs, like it's just fine. Just give me the end. But uh, on my side of the, cause I was the only one on like the, by the door, like Stacy, Pam, Trombetta, they were on the other side. Uh, but a couple down from me, I'll get to later the two that were sitting next to me that I didn't realize till a little bit later in the show. But already at this point, I knew I knew who they were, so I thought it was kind of funny. But past them was like a father and daughter, if I'm correct. I'm mean, just an older man and like a little girl. This little girl got so into the show, and when you see stuff like that. It's awesome. Now, what I said it was sad is that intermission, she bought a Bobby Orlando Jr., uh, small Bobby Orlando Jr., mini from Bobby Orlando. So she was rooting for Bobby Orlando in this match. <laughs> so it didn't go well for her. <laughs> so that, that, that sucked for her. But anyway, uh, God, uh, just Broner, we, we've, said his praise like dude's awesome and i'll even say this like on a personal level like anytime i get to like talk with him like it's like always a good chat even if it's only like a minute like he's a real good dude i'm so happy he's you know been added to aw and yeah this match didn't go as quick as i thought it would but that fucking finish i like that they teased it so many times where it just wasn't working and then boom fucking got him yep was it the most brutal clothesline he's ever handed out in an AIW ring? No. It was still pretty. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Bobby Orlando in AIW? I enjoy Bobby Orlando in AIW. I think he's been a fun uh, addition to the Thursday shows, and I would like to see him on the main show. I wouldn't mind seeing Shook Crew. I think Bryce might be injured, though. I thought Bryce had a surgery recently, but I think I think that would be fun. I mean, there's just a lot, so many people from that side. Uh, the country right there on the east coast that we want to see and 
I'm I'm happy Bobby Orlando has had another shot at AIW because he, you know, he did make his debut at one of the Akron shows. Him and CPA teamed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I got nothing else. I love Bobby, but yeah, Broner killed it. And well, like I said, it was Isaiah Broner pinning Bobby Orlando for the win. Let's get into the next match. So at this point, we're down to two matches. So they didn't really exactly announce what the main event was going to be. And I'm obviously happy we, we went the route that we did because next up was bulking season versus PME. And uh, I mentioned earlier about the people sitting next to me. It was Arthur MacArthur's mom. And I don't know if it was his aunt or somebody else, but it was, just, it was definitely two people there for Arthur MacArthur. Thoughts on uh, this match? Because I think this is where uh, you, you got a lot to say. <laughs> No, I thought the match was fine. Like, uh, I've kind of felt like we were going to get this at an Odeon or an Akron show, um, as booking season has been, you know, on a, on a legit tear and like defeated every team in AIW, uh, for the most part. And they were, you know, basically in line for a title shot between them and, uh, Bitcoin boys. I figure there was going to be like some, a match between them maybe for contendership. Um, but they, you know, they got this match and then it, you know, went about eight minutes and then there's DQ, which smart on, uh, Philly Marino. I mean, it's, you know, they, they get to retain the belts, uh, by DQ. Um, so they can do this again another time, maybe non DQ and Akron. Uh, that's what I'm kind of hoping for out of it. Uh, just kind of, you know, they teased it here. We'll get more later, uh, possibly. I uh, would hate for that whole story of bulking season beating all these other teams only for them to win this match technically, but not win the belts. Uh, kind of like a, a downer there. So, um, but it, you know, it was fine. It was a tag match. I personally, I feel like uh, PME have, have lost something since since the switch. I don't know what it is. I really have no urge to watch them wrestle. Uh, I don't feel like they click with any of these other teams that they face now. Um, whereas they did like, you know, they click so well with to infinity and beyond. And I just feel like they don't click with anybody else now. And then now that they're heels, they really don't click with anybody else. Like the match with, uh, TME was, was okay. But like, I really felt like TME was like trying their best to carry that match. And it just, they couldn't, they couldn't carry it. PME, I don't know what's going on with them, but they're just slacking or what's going on, but they're not, I don't know. Something's up with them. I haven't really enjoyed anything they've done. Like, and it's not like, oh, they're bad guys now. I don't like them. It's like, no, I've legitimately just not cared or enjoyed what they've been doing. So that's on me, I guess. But it's because they align with Cardona. Maybe, like maybe no. I don't. I really don't think it's that. I just. I really don't like even this match. Like, there's really nothing. You know, just a, a regular match, and it just it was. It was okay. Like they they. They, I mean, like they had the, the series of like stellar matches with them, but like they don't click with anybody else. And it's just, I don't know. I don't, it's whatever. I mean, I think other people are afraid to say it, but like, I feel like they've fallen off, man. Like they, I, they thought they were like going to be the next big thing. And like, even as bad guys, like I could see, you know, they could do some really cool stuff and they're just not doing it. They're not, I don't know what's going on. Well, there could be, they're just not meeting your expectations for this heel run, but I will say something that they did do, and I, I'm curious to see how this goes further, is they completely denied us of the entrance music. Like, you, you get a little bit at the beginning, and then they cut it off. Something small, but it's something small in the right direction. 
Like, does that fix everything about them? No, but I don't, uh, I, I kind of think like part of it is just like they did, they did connect so well before. And this is kind of something new because I, I don't think it's happening any, anywhere else with them that they wrestle. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know if they just, not, they, I, I don't they, know if it's, I really don't think it's the, that they're like, it's not that they're with, with him. At least they're, they're trying to do something with that. That's fine. But it just, I can't put my finger on it. They just don't, it's not the same team. Like it's not, you can tell just when they're in the ring, it's not the, the same team. Like they just, it's not something's different. I don't know what it is and it's not good. Like I'd want them against like any team possible. And now I'm just like, they're low on my list of teams. I'd want to see face other teams because they're just, it's just not there anymore. That spark is not there for them now. When I watch them, don't know what it is. Maybe it is that they're, they're bad guys, but it just, it doesn't work for me. I don't know. See, but what, I, what I'm saying too, is what I, exactly what I was trying to explain is the fact of this, like I said, this is new for them. Like this part of them, maybe that they are trying to do some different things. Cause I know you're talking about a lot of in-ring stuff too, mm. and that sh- should be the same, but maybe because like their, their booth set was so flashy and uh, they, they don't, they don't want to give that to us now. And what I was also trying to say is I think they, if I'm correct, they just had a match or they're going to have a match with the main event at IWC. I, I'm willing to bet this is going to be like the old PME. So I don't know. But yeah, um, bulking season one, but it was via DQ. So PME is still your AW Tag Team Champions. Let's move on to the next one. Main event time. Though it wasn't announced that way, and I'm just going to say it felt like a little bit of showing of the cards, but I noticed it, but I still tweeted it because I'm like, there's only one match left. It was Kaplan versus the Duke for the golden Haas boot. And of course, uh, the Duke had the Bitcoin boys. Yeah. Now the surprise of the DQ in the last one. Okay. You got me there. I was surprised they went that route with it, but it made sense for those characters. Uh, this one was just blatant. Like you, I could call this eight fucking miles away. This was going to, how this was going to play out. So when it happened, I just rolled my eyes. I was like, yeah, we could have seen that coming. Like you're, you're building a whole thing about Haas boot and only being defended here. So obviously Duke's not going to lose it in the second match, even though he's going up against Kaplan, who's, you know, been going crazy and doing all these matches, whatever. So, it just, it was one of those things, like, when it happened, I'm just like, so we went back to back with it, and then it just, like, when we got what we got out of it, I'm like, okay, that's fine, but it's still, like, I don't know, it deflated me, like, I didn't care, like, after it was kind of done, I was like, see, when I can call something, it kind of, it bugs me, especially at AIW, usually I'm so fucking far wrong when they do stuff, and they, they really get me half the time, they, I'm, I think it's going this way, that's going the other way. This was like just so blatant, like it felt lazy. Um, I think probably the issue is it almost seems like they're telling the same story with these two matches, with this match and the the match prior of there's going to be a rematch down the line at some point, maybe multiple rematches. And when one of those rematches happen, they're going to win. I felt that in the moment with this match and then while talking about it, I felt I kind of feel the same way with the last match. The only, I should say the only issue with the, with the last match of the tag team titles is I don't know who will be the person to beat uh, PME 
there's kind of a story for a lot of them. And maybe if you, you technically look at like, you know, last month with uh, PME and the main event, kind of the same thing. So with them, it might be telling of the story of somebody's going to get smart on them or we're going to see another like four-way tag match or something. This one, though, I think if someone's beating the Duke at the Winchester, it will be Kaplan. It's just not this show. Yeah. And I, I do like the kind of like with the story they did tell because, you know, talking with some people before the show, I'm like talking about how many matches there were. And they're like, do you think there's going to be any more? I'm like, well, I know, we know the shooters are here. They didn't have a match announced last time. They don't have a match announced this time, but they wrestled last time. So, hey, it makes sense. They could be in a random match again. All right. And kind of, uh, in a way, a nice bit of storytelling of, you know, Rip City Shooters owe Kaplan going back to uh, go for broke. So going back, like, uh, actually, we didn't say it, that Kaplan won the DQ after the Bitcoin boys interfered. And then you just had a moment where it was the Duke and Bitcoin boys, you know, beating down on, on Kaplan. Rip City Shooters music hits, out, out they come in for the save. And then, you know, we get a basic, get a, a challenge for the Duke and the Bitcoin boys for an intense rules six-man tag match, which was obviously accepted. And, you know, Duke had to make it clear that the boot wasn't on the line anymore. You know, he, you know, he had won that match and that was it. But then he would have this match, no boot on the line. Maybe, maybe a little telling, but still um, fun to watch with the, with this match. Uh, the story that we have with Rip City over the past year has been good. I don't want to say interesting. Not that it's not interesting. I feel like that's, I probably used that word too much, but it's been, it's been good. It's been fun to watch. Them coming out here, getting involved in this match was if, if you're going to have Kaplan lose, at least, at least give us this. And it was fucking carnage. How did it come off on IWTV? Um, I mean, it was okay. Like I, <laughs> I really checked out after like that kind of that stuff happened. Like I honestly remember the, the day, the, the doors not break the one door not breaking. I did see like West put, um, was it Mikey through the one door? And then, uh, I did see like the DVD that brought down some lights, but, uh, you know, off the apron, that was good stuff. Um, Kaplan just showing his absolute crazy strength. Uh, picking him up like that, like Bam Bam Bigelow, thought he was gonna throw him into the crowd. So, I mean, there was some fun stuff in it, but like the 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 whole thing with like the door not breaking was uh, a real fun story. That door um should be an honorary member of the uh, Rip City Shooters after it it survived what it did. <laughs> so, I don't know if it came off on IWTV, but that door just looked different. It looked like a well made door. Yeah, it wasn't one of those like. Uh, like a one of those like super like flimsy Home Depot ones. That was that was a sturdy door. You could tell there's certain ones that are just sturdy the way that they were painted and made. And that one just ain't gonna take no shit. Like that's gonna take something real ridiculous to break it. Good luck to whoever tries to do that uh, at, at the next show. I mean, you need someone like I mean Kaplan would be up there if somebody who would be able to break Ka- it. Kaplan comes off the top rope and it's like wedged in between the ring and the guardrail and he comes off and like goes through it. Maybe he'd break it in half. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm willing to take some bets on the door surviving it. I don't know. That thing was tough. <laughs> I think it was, it was Stacy talking about it, that he believed that door looked like it had um, like an X support in the middle. 
Mm-hmm. So like that would have prevented it from, you know, breaking like that. Well, you know, uh, Levi learned things when he made doors. So like, <laughs> he, he obviously made that door. So that's why he wasn't at the show. He meant to bring that one last time. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned the, uh, you know, the cords coming down from the ceiling and all that kind of fun stuff. It seems like a rip city shooters just tear down the fucking Winchester. Yeah. They fixed the hole from the last time. So, you know, make a hole in the ceiling this time. I don't think I got, I couldn't remember exactly how it happened, but it just, you know, Kaplan West and Bishop pick up the win via pinfall. That's uh, pretty much it. Any uh, final thoughts, last minute plugs before we go? Yeah. I'm looking forward to the uh, Akron show later this month. Uh, hopefully I will have my fourth row ticket uh, by then. Um, it's going to be a good time. I'm, uh, you know, we're going to get to see 2.0 and uh, you know, there's Dr. D David Schultz is going to be there and it's ironic, you know, he's going to be there and Jayhawk's going to miss it. So yeah, cause he's, he's going to the super eight in Jersey that weekend. So, but yeah, it's going to be a, a fun time there. So I'm looking forward to that next. And, uh, you know, we got Suzuki on the horizon next month. So lots of great stuff coming up, man. I mean, when this comes out, the Akron show is just next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we should be getting a lineup here real quick. Uh, probably, hopefully we start getting match announcements before this comes out. So hopefully. It's kind of, I would assume we'd have at least half the card. Uh, you got to do something. I mean, if you want to pack that place again, I don't know how ticket sales are doing, but I would, I would assume you'd want to pack it nice and nice and big again. So I wonder if they're doing okay to good, but not as good as April. I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I'm just I'm wondering and guessing. Yeah, that's, that's my overall thoughts for that. Uh, Check out uh, my pod, other podcast. If you catch my grift, we uh, just launched a Patreon this week, $5. Uh, get you access to all kinds of extra stuff. You get the show early. Uh, we're going to do additional content on there all the time. So there'll be extra stuff up on that. Um, if you like shows like true crime shows about like con men and grifters and that kind of stuff, uh, check that out. Uh, IWTV guide still doing things. Uh, I kind of let them off the, the leash and let them do whatever. I think this week, uh, Marcy was going to be talking about funny bones, only fans page, um, that I, I paid for her to have a subscription to for one month, uh, as voted on by everybody on Twitter. So I was trying to get them to make Jay gold pay for it, but I got stuck with it. So yeah, that's so all my plugs. And of course, you could find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com, and all of those links, social media, as well as all the places you can listen to us can be found at our link tree, which is in the show notes. Be sure to check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and the Spanish Announce Table. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Gay Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, 
fully posable, doing the favor, positively pro wrestling, IWTV guide, if you catch my grift, at odds with wrestling, marks with mics, this ends at prom and porch talk, and check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when that door won't fucking break. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.